Hello and welcome to episode number 115 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled University of New Hampshire and Luke. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to recognize and thank the legendary teacher in basketball, football, and track coach from New Westminster Secondary School, Mr. Doug Woodward. The impact you've had on those you've coached and taught is truly inspiring. Thank you for all that you do. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my great friend and producer, Nathan Rivers, and thank you so much for joining us. As always, Nathan and I, we appreciate your time, and we do appreciate your company. In this episode, I've got Luke Teske with me, and Luke plays Division I football at the University of New Hampshire. Now, Luke actually played football for me several years ago, but he transferred his grade 12 year to Modern Day High School in San Diego, California. And in our province that year, we weren't actually sure if we would have a football season, and it was important for Luke to play football in his grade 12 year. And I actually interviewed Luke in episode 81 about playing high school football in the United States as a 17-year-old and, you know, the cultural differences and challenges. And as it turns out, Luke was an important part of his team winning the California State Championship. Now, he leveraged his success at Modern Day and he was able to receive a full scholarship to the University of New Hampshire and he's enrolled in the Faculty of Sciences there. Now, we talk Division I football, we talk about his experiences with a new school and a new team, we talk about recruiting, we talk about academics, training, and you know his challenges and successes and the lessons he's learned as an 18-year-old playing major college football in the United States. There's lots of interesting stuff here for everyone. So as Nathan says, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. So I've got Luke Teske with me, uh, one of my former players, and he was here, oh my gosh, when he was in his grade 12 year down in the United States at a high school right after they won the uh, the championship, the state championship in California, and he's back now. So uh, let's take a look at your journey and find out uh, where you are. So explain where you are and what's happening. So I'm down at University of New Hampshire right now. So I'm playing Division One football down there. Uh, I have a, I'm on a full scholarship. I was re- recruited from playing football down at Modern Day in San Diego. So you having fun down there? Oh, yeah. It's a good time. What's the difference between playing down major college football and playing high school football. No, you weren't just playing high school football. You're playing right. at one of the best high schools in the United States right. and state champions. Yes, sir. So what's the transition? How's that? Um, transition is pretty big because you go from a, having a big team, which is 40 people, to having almost 80, 90, 110 guys on your team. It's a huge jump. You have backups on backups on your position. For us, we have, I think, nine DNs or eight DNs on the team. So it's a, it's a big change going from uh, having a couple positions, sometimes needing some spare players to rotate, to having all these guys on your team. Um, one big change is uh, 
it's like you have two teams. You got offense and defense. It's almost like you guys aren't really on a team together when you're practicing. You guys, yeah. are, the practice is almost split, especially during camp. Yeah. It's um, like defense is a team with the defense, offense, because nobody goes both ways. So there's no really point of having the meetings together, or anything like that. So. So you guys, do you guys meet? together at any point i mean obviously before the games and stuff like that but right. do you meet during the during practice and stuff together or is it just yes. defensive meetings and offensive meetings so <clears throat> we have a bunch of different types of meetings we have team meetings and that's the only time that all the all the team will come together okay. usually we also have position meetings um defense offense meetings special teams meetings um but yeah team meetings will be the only time we come together um on the field like when we're wrapping up practice or when we're stretching, even when we're stretching, the offense is on one side, defense is on the other. Um, but when we break up the huddle, like uh, ending practice, the team yeah. will be together. Let's back up a bit. How did you get there? So what ended up happening? So you had a great season. You started at a high school mm -hmm. in uh, the United States, again, California. Right. Um, how did you get to where you are now? Well, one of the, the things I was doing was messaging coaches on Twitter, um, just seeing if they have their um, direct messages open and then sending them uh a little text with my highlight reel and giving him some stats about me. And one of the coaches from New Hampshire got back to me, and then he said, actually, I'm in California. I'll come down. And he came watch one of my games. Later, he just came and uh, went over some stuff about UNH, and he offered me. Wow. Did you, before you accept the offer, did you take a trip down there? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I went on an official visit down there. And when I went, it was a <clears throat> complete snow blizzard. Oh, really? The town was covered in snow. So before I went in August, I'd never seen um, Durham, the city that uh, New Hampshire's in, without the snow. And it was just everything was covered, the field, the roads. It was crazy. So when you're going on a trip and they're trying to recruit you, like, what mm -hmm. was the trip like? What did they, they, they like, they, did they take you into a room when your name's there with a jersey on and stuff like that? So um, for the official visit, first they pay for your flight, right? Yeah. And they get you down there then they have you stay in a hotel and cool thing about Durham is that we have a college town so the uh, hotel's on the college campus did dad go with you or anything no it was just, By yourself. just me yeah. yeah and you're a group of guys usually so I was a group of maybe eight eight nine guys that were yeah. on the visit yeah and they took us down to the the locker room I was putting on jerseys did a photo shoot out in the snow with the gear on it was a Pretty cool time. I saw that. Dad sent me a picture. That's yeah, right. Or you yeah. sent me that picture. Yeah. That was a cool picture. Uh -huh. um, take us out for dinner. Um, all that kind of stuff. Talk to you about what the expectations are and all that stuff and try and sell you on the school. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when they give you to the hosts and the, they kind of turn a blind eye so you can go out. All right. We don't want to say too much. We're going to leave. No. the truth. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So you ended up, but they were treated you, they treated you really yeah, well. Yeah. And the hosts just try to, whatever the recruit wants to do, they kind of take them. If they just want to go watch Netflix, you know, in the, the hotel room, the host will take you to that. If you want to go play, um, like, ping pong, something like that, they'll take you to the game room. You want to go get food, they'll take you. Wow. Uh, go out and meet with uh, some of the football guys. That's that's kind of the host, what they'll do. Some of the guys on the team would be the hosts. So then what they do is they, uh, after the weekend, they pack you up, they send you back home. Yeah. And when do they... Uh, want to uh, mess when do they want a decision made like when do they when they tell you so what we did is the the last day right before we're going back to the, to the airport the coach had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with everybody and it was kind of have you made up your decision or do you have a decision yet and for me I um, I agreed I said that yeah I'm committing so 
committed on the visit on the last day. Oh, wow. And a bunch of the other guys did as well. And so it was a good group, and we liked what was going on. We liked the, the team and everything. So so would the coach, before they brought you on that recruiting visit, obviously would have talked to your high school coaches, right, mm-hmm. in San Diego. Right. Would have asked them about all the things like quality of character. Right. I yep. mean, those are the things that they're looking for, right? Absolutely. Your training, in order to get to that level, mm-hmm. what was your training like in high school? Like, I know you're a big lifter now. There's right. a picture. If you haven't seen it, you're going to take a look at, uh, and I'm not I'm not small. I'm 5'11", about 190, but I, I look like a munchkin compared to you. Oh, Janet yeah. took the picture, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I look like I've got, oh my gosh, I thought I'm getting old and I'm shrinking, but yeah, I'm 5'11". So what's your lifting program like in high school? What were you doing? So in the off season, it's a lot more lifting. So I was going five, six times a week and then trying to do field work on the lighter days. Um, I trained with a couple other other of my buddies that were playing DN, going to D1 colleges as well when I was in California. And we were going... Uh, yeah, five, six times a week, and then trying to hit the field two, three times a week. Yeah. Speed work, because there's no point of being big if you're not fast and you can move properly. And a big thing I got to say is that stretching is a, a huge part, especially when you get to college. You got to gotta be flexible. If you're too tight, you won't be able to move. Yeah, yeah that's huge. People think you just go in the gym and all you're going to do is just lift. Yeah. And the bigger you are, the stronger you are. Exactly. That's awesome. But if you can't move. Yeah. You know, there's a saying, it's like, uh, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane, and that's because right. you can't move, you can't, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. wow. Okay. So, were you going to the weight room in high school? What does a, a weight workout look like with regard to length of time? How much are you, how, how, how many hours are you going to be in the, the gym? In high school? Yeah. Um, hour and a half, two hours, just about. Yeah, so that's not crazy time. Right. Yeah. It's not like you hear people going, mm-hmm. I'm in there for three hours. It's not crazy, yeah. but it's a good workout. Oh, yeah. What about field time? Good time, 30 minutes to an hour. You don't even have to do a lot. It's just consistency, you know, getting out and running, getting used to running when you're in the off-season. Because yeah. a lot of guys will just go to the weight room. Yeah. Camp comes along. They haven't touched the field and or been running at all, and they're gassed, and their legs aren't used to the running and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's good information. It's good information for young men that are trying to get into college, mm-hmm. and they think all you have to do is live in the weight room. Yeah. Because I'm coaching track now, right? right? And I'm telling some of the linemen, Absolutely. I go, come on, out and run with me. Like, you don't have to compete mm-hmm. in track meets, but come out and run. And some are going, oh, it's, it's yeah. not, you know, yeah. not going to really help us. And I'm like, oh, man, dude. Yeah, it will. It will. It's, it's going to be a huge part of the success, right, Absolutely. if you don't do any of that. You get to university. How old are you right now? Um, 18. You're 18. So you get, you're 18 years old. You're on your own. You've already been on your own, right, right. because you're right. down in the States by yourself. Yeah. Um, so you're already on your own. You get there, is it intimidating? You walk into camp and there's like 90 or 100 people in there? A little bit, yeah. And if it's not intimidating at first, it'll be intimidating once you kind of get the seniors kind of punching you guys around, making you <laughs> know your place as a freshman, you know. Some guys will come in like chin high, like walking around like they're the guy, like they used to be in high school, and then you get a big culture shock when you realize that some of these guys are 24, you know, like super <laughs> way older than you, and you kind of realize that you're at the bottom of the – the food chain again so yeah it's, it's a good shock yeah. pretty humbling huh oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean you were a good football player mm-hmm. in uh in when you were with us in, in burnaby here at st yeah. thomas moore and yeah. you got really great right. down in the states and then you're at the top of the game and you get over there in uh div one and it's like you're back down again yeah absolutely uh, yeah. Uh, well you were treated well by the players like they, oh, they, yeah. Yeah? yeah 
Yeah. Were you put in your place at all? Like when you're oh, doing yeah. either? Really? I'd say so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You got to talk about that. Uh, what does that look like? Tell me a drill or tell me about how what that would look like getting put in your place. Um, well, one thing is you're, especially when you're going to college, yeah. you, were, you were the best player, especially at your position yeah. on your team. So it's kind of different when you're doing one-on-ones, for example, and you're used to just always beating the guy and then all of a sudden the lineman takes you, puts you into the ground, and then your teammates are just getting past them. You know, it's... Uh, it's different seeing guys that are way better than you because they're older and have more experience than that you're now back at the bottom. Um, but stuff like that is... So what do you do? So you're in that position. You used to be the best. Mm-hmm. You're getting you're getting schooled by some of these guys that have right. got a lot more experience. Not right. that they're better. They've got a lot more experience. Well, I guess they kind of are. They're four years older than right. you are, right? Yeah. yeah. So psychologically, how do you deal with this? Like, do you, do you, do you get frustrated and you go, oh, or do you... Like, how do you get through that? Initially, it was pretty frustrating, but then you start to realize that you're improving and you can watch these guys and learn from them. So it's it's pretty cool to have, um, start from the bottom when you have guys that are better than you because you can learn their game and see the way that they play instead of kind of just going through the motions knowing that you're the best because then you actually have room for improvement and have a way to improve. Cool. All right, so you're there now. Did you redshirt your first year? Yeah. But you got, Dad said you got to uh, dress for a couple games? Yeah, so I, I dress for, for all the games, and I traveled to all the games with the team. How does that work? I, didn't, I thought you had to stay home. So there was a five or six freshmen, that um, redshirt freshmen that traveled, and it was just kind of emergency kind of players in case there were injuries. And that was you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So kind of the, I don't want to say top end, but like the, the guys that would be ready to play. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, you're right. Top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the kids that have got, uh, you know, the qualities to play right. at the next level. Yeah. So that would mean well, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That must have been good for your ego yeah. then. Yeah. It was. It was pretty fun going on trips with the guys. Um, traveling with on a private plane with, or, people think private plane, but for the football team, it's just a commercial plane that's booked out for the whole team. So. Yeah. You got a hundred hundred of your teammates on the plane, and it's, it's fun. fun time going to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, all that. Okay, so who's in your conference? Who do you guys play against? So we play schools like Elon, University of Maine, uh, Stony Brook, um, William and Mary. All those guys are the the big guys that we play against. Yeah, we're in the CAA. So you ended up having a game. Who was it? We were talking. I didn't want you to give me too much information uh, because, like, I want to tape this because it's so, all organic so all the fcs teams which are the football championship subdivision because yeah. there's two divisions in the division one football uh, we always play one um fbs team the football bowl division and that's usually like their homecoming game right so they're oh. all, they know they're going to beat them but every year there's always upsets so um they're the bigger schools and this year we played uh, western michigan so oh. we go out there. How many people? I think it was a 20,000 fan game. Okay. So a good amount of people. Um, the biggest stadium I've been in. And we're all pumped up. We want to we wanna upset these guys. They're, our coaches hate each other. They're going <laughs> at it, you know. Um, right. First play of the game, they come out on offense. They looks like they're running the ball. Then they throw the flea flicker. They go for an 80-yard touchdown. So just hold on. Flea flickers when the running backs got the ball. For some of you that aren't, uh, you know, uh, with the football programs, running backs got the ball. He's supposed to run it. Instead, he takes the ball and he throws it downfield, right? Yeah. They score? Yeah. Oh. And just yeah. all the energy was like, these, oh. 
but it was it was still a good game. We came out and we played pretty tough. It, I think it was a thirty-seven to seven game, forty to seven. It was a tough loss, but um, it was a it was a good experience for the for the team. There's no there's I had one coach say to me, and I, I like that. He says there's no it's not really about losing; it's about learning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's about learning. Yeah. So every every time that you play a game, whether you win or you lose, right. you're gonna learn something. Yeah. It's unfortunate sometimes you learn a lot more lessons by losing than you do by winning. But yeah. So how did your season go this year? So we finished, I think, nine and four. Um, That's good. Two games of those are including in playoffs. Um, so our first loss we had was to NC Central, a team that's not in our division. Okay. Um, then we went on a win streak. Played Western Michigan. That was another tough one. Yep. And then another win streak. Then we played um, Richmond. And Richmond uh, was the number one ranked team in our conference at the time. And we were down, I think, 27-0 at half. Two seconds left in the first half. We throw a Hail Mary, get it. So the team's all pumped up. We come back. I think it's a 37 30 yeah, 37-30, I think. Wow. And then we got one play left. Hail Mary, our guy catches it and punched out at the last second. So we lost that one. It was a tough one because we came back all the way. But that was the other loss. Kept winning. But you guys, you guys, that's a good season. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you guys, I'm not sure, are you eligible for bowl games then? Do you have? So the FCS, is the difference between the FBS and FCS is that FBS, or FCS has the championship. Yeah. So there's no bowls. It's everyone's competing for one big playoff. It's almost like a March Madness. It's oh. a 16. I think it's a 16 team bracket, and it's all for one championship. All the teams compete for one championship. Cool. So we made it to the playoffs this year, and first game was Fordham. Um, we beat them, then we moved on to Holy Cross. Holy Cross. That's a good program, Holy Cross. Yeah. Um, tough loss. They were. Uh, better run team and it was a rainy game for the first time in the year and yeah. they got us but um, um, usually the big dogs in the FCS is South Dakota and North Dakota State Yeah, and that's who's in the final right now so that's it's still going on yeah it's on Saturday same day as the TCU Georgia game wow yeah so that's how it goes yeah yeah alright next year what does the team look like next year um, tons of potential like oh yeah this, <coughs> so we had we were ex- um, projected to be 11th in the CAA in our conference <clears throat> out of, I think, 13 or 14 teams. Okay. So we were projected to be the bottom. We won our conference this year. Cool. Um, so that was pretty cool. And we have, I think, six guys from the team that are leaving out of 108, something like that. Wow. So we have almost the entire team that's coming back. And I think we're losing two starters. What does it look like for you personally? You're going to get some – do you think you, you – you gonna get some playing time next year? Absolutely, because I believe that I'm in a spot that I can work to get the second string. Yeah. Because our first string DNs, both of them were all Americans this year. Yeah. So it's a little tough to get over that. Yeah. Um, but second strings in college, at least for us, we put get a lot of play time, 30, 20 to forty percent of the snaps. When when's your birthday? Uh, June twenty seventh. You'll be nineteen years old. Yeah. You're only nineteen. Yeah. One of the youngest guys on the team. I, I was going to say, you're just baby. Most, most of the guys that are freshmen are 19 or 20 already. Yeah, they got one or two years on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it should be a good time. Okay, so what does a, a day during the season look like for you? 
Like, let's say you're going to be playing on uh, Saturday. So you're mm-hmm. playing your games on Saturday. Um, what does a, a typical day look like, day, a week look right. like for you? So how does that work? Okay. So in the week... Include, include classes. Like, tell okay. me the whole thing. So we would uh, work out three to four times a week. Um, during season. Yeah, during season. So typical day, 6.30 a.m. lift. So we'd have to get up around 6, get to the workout facility, and then hour just an hour workout it's pretty quick you're getting stuff done in the workout you're not really taking breaks and then after that um i'd have am class so i'd go quickly get some food and then shower and uh get to class have another class till 11 after that back to back after that i usually would go get lunch um and then after lunch go to study hall for one or two hours until we had our team meetings yeah Probably have a, about an hour of team meetings. After the team meetings, you head down to the locker room. You go get ready for practice. You got t- 20 minutes usually to get ready for practice. Go get taped up. Go get any treatment if you need from the um, medical space. Yeah. And then head out practice for an hour and 40, something like that, two hours. What time do you get off the practice field? Um, usually around 5.30. 5.30. By the time you cool down is there any expectations right after practice like are there any more meetings anything like you're done yeah practice we're done usually the team at least all the freshman guys because we go to the dining hall we all usually go dining hall right after together food good um (laughs) it's a pause (laughs) there's two dining halls on campus the one that we're near is not quite as i'm trying to i'm trying to be politically okay so it's not as good so all the guys figured out that we're going to go to the dining hall across campus. Yeah. Which, which it's, the reason it's better, it's because it has um, 90% staff. And the other place only has something like 60% like uh, capacity right now for the staff. So they're able to make more food at the other place. So we go there. Is this about quantity or quality? Both? It's quality. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. But yeah, it's, it's the dining hall that's far away, Philly, it's. It's a really good dining hall. We're able to get food in. You can eat as much as you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you eat as much as you want all without paying for it? Like throughout. So like if you're hungry during the day, you don't have to put money in your own pocket. You just show up. Yeah, because we have the meal plan. So it's 10,000 swipes in a semester. Oh, wow. So if you run out of that, you're going 12 times a day or something. (laughs) (laughs) Your kilo count starts going up pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. School. How do you balance school with uh, with all the athletics and stuff? Is it tough? It's a little bit. You gotta gotta be on top of your classes, absolutely, because we are given five hours of study hall that's required for a team, yeah. so that we can get stuff done. But yeah, realistically, you need more than five hours to be studying a week for what the average person takes about four classes. You're gonna need at least at least probably ten to get work done, be studying, be on top of everything. But you also want to be on top of like watching film. You know, and uh, getting ready for practice, knowing the plays, all that. So it's it's a little tough, but if you create a schedule um, that so, I would do, like after class, go to study hall, and then go to practice, you it's easy to, get to stay on top of everything. So you've got a schedule, like you make yourself out a schedule and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. People think that you got an easy thing when you get the scholarship, like life's just a breeze. Right. You're, you're earning that scholarship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you're earning that scholarship. Oh, you yeah. got a full-time job and your yeah. job is to be a football player. Yeah. And it's what your passion is, yeah. but it's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing people going, oh, it's, it's, there's nothing easy about yeah. it. Yeah. You get to live your dreams, but you, you're, you're putting in that time, right? Yeah. yeah. So weekends. So games are on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. 
everybody goes to the if you're red shirting that means that you're not eligible to play in the games mm-hmm. does everyone go to the sidelines that red shirt or do they have to be in the stands so um, if you travel you can be on the, the sidelines but the guys that don't travel just stay at home um, but during home games home games everybody's on the sideline yeah we're all um, if you're eligible um, then you, you can have all your stuff on yeah so only in the in the playoffs the red shirts and the guys that aren't like a gonna play have to be in the stands Every, all the other home games you can be on the sidelines and you're loving it you're enjoying it oh yeah all right gotta ask the cultural thing mm-hmm. Canadian kid 18 year old yeah. comes down travels well you've already been you got one year in San Diego so right. you've got right and uh but you're traveling another part now you're 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 not going to the east coast mm-hmm. you're on the west coast now you're traveling to the east coast yeah. and this is you're you're not the big dog anymore because right. yeah. You're one of the youngest kids in the entire program, mm-hmm. and uh, you're by yourself. What What was one of the things that was challenging for you? Missing home? Well, you already, but you were away, right? Um, right. It's longer periods from being away from home, um, and it's a farther travel. Yeah. Uh, the one One thing that's a little tough is the time change, because you're ahead of your buddies, and usually yeah. they're behind. You go to bed way before them. Um, I gotta say, food is. Is one thing that's a, a pain because you're in your dorm. You can't just, you know, text mom to <laughs> make you some food or just go upstairs. You yeah. gotta, you know, get in the car and go to the dining hall and stuff like that. Um, not really a pain. I, I love my roommate, but uh, you're living with someone in a small space. Yeah, you fair. Know? And you're you're not a small guy. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're six three right now. Yeah. You look taller than yeah. six three, buddy. Yeah, my my roommate's six four, about two forty five. So, what do you want? You you just cracked the two forty. Yeah, I'm just about six three, two forty. Yeah, and so it's a small space for us. But two big men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a room that's probably like ten by ten something. Really? Maybe if it's even that. Like well, you guys, you guys got to you guys got to be good friends to yeah, to hang out in that space. <laughs> yeah. All right. So going back to the whole Canadian thing. So you got to <clears throat> you're in a whole different environment. You're on the East Coast, U.S. Canadian kid. Culturally, is there any difference? Did you find from being in Canada and hanging out with your friends to hanging out down in the States? Um, gotta say, the one thing that I noticed is the country music. That's that's a really big thing. I didn't listen to any country before I came down there. <laughs> down there? And then once I got to New Hampshire, they all they all love it, country. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. San Diego, they didn't listen to? No, none, none. Um, so the, okay, so when you say country music, you're talking about everybody country? It's gotta yeah, be, it's yeah. gotta be like hip hop, rap, no, like it's funny. Like no, you'll hear like uh, one time. I think it was Morgan Wallen was going on tour. You saw every girl talk about it. Like Morgan Wallen's going on tour. Like we need to go see it. It was crazy. I've never seen like the country scene so big, and everybody loves them. It's like the biggest things out there. Really? Yeah. yeah. Even the, all the guys in the, all yeah, the football yeah, team. A lot of them. A lot of them love it. It's it's a big difference. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, anybody know anything about Canada? They know that you're a Canadian. Do all yeah. the kids know that you're Canadian? Yeah, yeah. So, we got two other Canadians on the team. They're both from Quebec, um, but they don't really know too much about Canada. But with the, 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 <laughs> the kids from Quebec know a lot about Canada, but you're talking about the, the your teammates don't know right. much about it. Okay, right. got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. And so, when they, they say you're from Canada, they ask anything about Canada, what it's like at all? Sometimes I ask if I live in igloos and stuff like that. You're not serious, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're always kind of joking with me, but 
they always ask funny questions like that. Find different sayings down there, different? Like the way they, like the jargon, like the, the way they say things? Some, some of the guys from Boston, like the, when they're saying room, they'll say rum. Um, stuff like uh, water fountain is a bubbler. You know, <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Um, roundabout, they call it a rotary. You know, just little things. It's Little things that go. Yeah. It's country music. Okay. Coaches' expectations. What do they expect from the players and stuff? What's... Um, so that I gotta say, that's another big, big change from high school to college. Is that um, when you're playing and you mess up, you can just be completely replaced on the spot. It's not kind of a pat on or a slap on the wrist. Um, you need to improve on this. If you're messing up, you're gonna get taken. Someone else taking your spot, and um, that's one thing with the coaches, which is that's interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a new way to kind of be hard on yourself, but also be able to handle the pressure type of thing. Um, so not a lot of room for error. Mm-hmm. Like right. you make a mistake, does yeah. someone else take your place? Yeah, it makes you kind of um, study the game more and want to practice more and give 100% on every play, especially as a freshman, because you're not, not going to get that many opportunities to go in. Like the, the ones and twos, like the first string, second string guys, they'll get more chances. But when you're uh, a freshman, you're not going to get uh, as many opportunities. So you want to make the opportunities you're out there count. How do you find the coaches? Do you find a big difference between the coaches at university compared to your high school coaches? And we can go right down the because you play football for me, right? Right. So you you play football for me. Had a ton of success with me. You were awesome mm-hmm. to coach. Um, kind of a funny story. We were just talking about we're eating sushi here, and uh, I brought this up with your dad a couple times. Your dad did not want you to play football. Right. Yeah. Did not want you to play football. I remember in grade eight. So I had to have a meeting with your dad. Your dad had to come to the school, right? Yeah. And I said to your dad, you know, I want him to play football. And your dad kept saying he's a basketball player. And I said, you don't know, but he's a football player. Yeah. I said, by the time he's 18 or 19, he's going to play in college football. He goes, you don't know that. And yeah. I remember your dad saying, <laughs> and I go, I do. Wait. And I hold that over his head when mm-hmm. we talk. I laugh yeah. and I go, hey, who told you? He goes, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. So you've had you've had high school coaches in Canada. Mm-hmm. You had high school coaches in the United States. And now you've got these college coaches. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? Like, what what type of coach do you find for you right. allows you to be the best version of Luke? What kind of coach are you looking right. for? So one big thing is that uh, position coaches would be one of the things that I love the most. Is that in the in when I was down in San Diego and at UNH, we have position coaches specifically for our position, which helps a lot, like getting stuff better and improving. But the type of coaching necessarily would probably be coaches that can be your friend, but also know when to um, tighten up the reins and be strict on you about improving on certain things without you getting butthurt about stuff like thinking that your coach is your friend and he's yelling at you for something. Yeah. You got to be able to, um, personally, I, I'm able to take in information when I'm getting yelled at and see what the coach is saying rather than getting in my feelings about it. And that's something that, um, that's the kind of coaching that I enjoy. Do you find a big transition between the college and the high school, like the level of intensity? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We training is a a lot more technical than um, hard on the body. Um, high school, we used to do a lot of like gassers and yeah. staying conditioned. <clears throat> In college, we don't do too much of that. It's more of keeping the body healthy. Go get um, treatment after practice. Um, keep the body right, but it's a lot more of the tiny details of where you're putting your hands or 
or your thumbs up when you're striking and all the little things. Yeah. Rather than the um, the physical stress on the body. Type yeah. Of thing. So it is a lot more tactical. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And of course, the coaches there, I mean, they're focused on winning, right? Mm-hmm. It's their job. It's their paycheck, right. too. Right. So they've got to ensure that you guys know what you need to do. Right. How much film do you do you watch in a week? Over five hours, five. Hours. Seriously, yeah. I'm I'm a big film guy. I love watching film. Like this year, I knew I wasn't playing, and I'd still watch that much film. I really feel that film is a huge way of knowing what the O tackle is going to be showing me. And yeah, there's huge signs, especially once you start getting coaches that tell you, wait, when you're doing when you're watching film, you want to be looking for this or this. It's a really big change from high school from because we watch film together as a team yes. for about an hour a week or three hours a week, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you can watch it on your own. And when you're on your own, now you have, are looking for different things other than what the coach pointed out and for um, keys that the coach gave you to look for the film. And uh, yeah, I'm a big film film guy. Some guys aren't. Some guys can watch maybe an hour, 30 minutes, like, and they're set. Yeah. But I feel film is a huge thing that you can and it just, is. You can be in your bed at home, you know, got the notes out and you're relaxed. It's not, it's not physical stress at all. It's just, no. Do you watch when, so when you're watching film, you watch the opposition, right? Right. Do you watch your own technique as well? Like, do you have film of your practices? Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch your practice film? Because then you can watch yourself. So I don't watch practice film as vigorously as I watch the other team, but I always go over the practice at least once just watching like, Oh, this, I should be doing this. Um, Cause we do go over practices every day yeah. as the team, but you always want to go over stuff like the one-on-ones and uh, when you're going against the team, let's see how you did on a, a certain rep or if you got um, beat on a certain rep, see why, stuff like that. Do you think you've grown from the time you left high school to where you are now, just in a few months, matured and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Explain, um, where do you? Where just, do- just being able to manage by myself a lot more than how I was before and how to uh, talk to teachers, professors, um, all that stuff, message coaches, um, just uh, make relationships on my own and um, kind of, yeah, fully just living by yourself, doing all the things you need for yourself. Being able to survive. Exactly. Yeah. Doing stuff that's important. Yeah. Cooking ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, don't, don't be doing that. You know, don't be doing that challenges you faced when you're down there what are some what are the what are some of the challenges that you have down there right now um sometimes sometimes school can be a challenge if you for example going a a trip uh, on the traveling with the team and then you miss for example a friday class trying to catch up with that kind of stuff sometimes school can get ahead of you especially when you're traveling with the so academics. with the team but academics for the most part wasn't too much of a challenge it was um, studying when you don't have a test, for example, for classes. That's a big thing in college that you don't do in uh, high school is that you want to be studying throughout the whole time before there's an exam, even if it's an exam one or two months away. Yeah. Because um, I am still trying to go to med school with all that. So it's a lot of really getting above and beyond with most of the classes. Are getting. you taking science classes right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, s- yeah. son of a gun. Yeah, so I just took uh, exercise science, anatomy, psych, um, and a nursing class. 
Wow. Yeah. So you're not taking some of the classes that would be considered to be a lighter load. You're yeah. taking all the sciences. Yeah. I'm one of the only guys on the team that doesn't take business. Really? Yeah. yeah. So everybody, it's a business school, so it's a little yeah, more yeah, expected, yeah. but yeah, everybody takes business. Any challenges socially? Because again, being from Canada, your friends are all here, your parents are here. You fit in well with these guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got to say, it was a lot easier going to college and making friends than when I was in uh, San Diego. Because when I was at San Diego, um, I was new to a high school when everybody else was already there. Yeah. When I was UNH, everybody that's a freshman is this from is the somewhere first else. time there. They're away from home. They don't have any friends there. So it's it's a pretty easy, especially when you're on a sports team. You, yeah. Most of us, we, we know people outside of the team, but our friends are the, the football team. There's such it's such a big group. You got yeah. 30 freshmen or something like that. So we're always living with each other. We're all in the same dorm. So we all see each other every day. It's the only group you need. And we all like each other, even though a lot of us are super, super different where we come from, what we like. We're, yeah. all, we're all big brotherhood, so it's good. I had a, when I was coaching down in uh, California years ago, I had a student say to me, he looked at me, a student and athlete, he said to me, he goes, we're all brothers coach, we're just from different mothers. I remember that. I like that. Yeah. And it is, it's like a brotherhood, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. You look, especially you guys are, you know, you live together. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. everyone comes from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. All right. Success. What's something that you're proud of that you've been able to accomplish since you've been down there in the short time? So you've been down there for three, four months. Um, one thing I got to say is just not getting discouraged. It's very discouraging <coughs> as a freshman. Like I kind of went on before is just getting beat a lot for the first time. Um, but learning to improve and improve on yourself because uh, sometimes the coaches are going to be more focused on the starters and you got to learn to kind of coach yourself in the first first few months. And, yeah. Um, and get through the, the mental struggles of um, kind of getting past your ego and how you're playing. It's And learning to improve when you're getting beat. It's um, That's a big thing is learning. There's no, you shouldn't be any losing. There's no losing reps. There's learning and there's winning, right? So um, that's one big thing. And then the other thing that I'm proud of is staying on top of academics. A lot of the guys really get um, too caught up partying and stuff on the weekends, you know, and not even athletes, just everybody in the college. Yeah. It's um, a lot of their first times away from their families, so they're able to do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, cut loose. And when you don't have your parents nagging you about um, doing your homework, you know, and you're going home, you can play video games, or you can do your homework, and you don't have anybody telling you what to do. So I'm proud that I was able to do that, stay on top of the academics. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. And like you said, your ability to develop relationships with all these people, it's so yeah. important, right? Yeah. So I told you before this, I'm going to ask you to help me here a little bit. So I'm going to get you to give some advice because mm -hmm. sometimes when you get an old teacher who's, you know, going to be 65 years old, it goes in one ear and out the other. So I've got some players that I've coached this past mm -hmm. season and um, really good athletes, yeah. tremendous athletes. Mm -hmm. uh, I got several actually, really good athletes. And on the football field, they're good, you know, really good. But, you know, honestly, this last week, oh, man, I'll tell you, I have never been as frustrated as I have been with regard to a bunch of athletes who just don't seem to be doing it academically. Right. Right. And they want to play football. Mm -hmm. They want to they, they want to do all the stuff related to football and, and they're lifting, but the academics is secondary to them. Mm -hmm. What do you want to tell them as somebody right. that's successful and, right. and an academic right. about the combination of academics and athletics? Go ahead, right. the floor is yours. So eighth grade, I started out not the best grades. Um, ninth grade, kind of... Same thing. Second half of the year in ninth grade, I really started wanting to pursue football. And one thing my dad told me is that 
you don't want to give a coach a reason not to want to recruit you. And so after that, I kind of started um, focusing on grades. And especially in the later years, recently I have a, I have a bunch of buddies that uh, are studs athletically, like a bunch of D1 offers, but um, their grades are holding them back. Like there's certain schools like Holy Cross. I know one of my, one of my good friends has, he won't be able to go there with the grades that he has. And it's just certain things like that. Ivy leagues, a bunch of Ivy, Ivy leagues were talking to me like Princeton, Harvard, um, Columbia. If you don't have the grades, you you won't get in. And there's, you'll never know what school is going to offer you. So if you have a school like Holy Cross, for example, talking to you and you, they're talking to you and then they mention grades and then you hesitate or when they you send them your transcripts and they don't get back to you, stuff like that, you might only have one shot. Like you might only have one school that talks to you and you might throw it away if you don't have your grades like in line. So there's just absolutely no reason, especially as a high schooler, you have so much free time. You're not working usually to get your grades up like it's it takes 30 minutes an hour every day just to do your homework if you in high school if you just get your work done every assignment you just hand it in you'll have like high 80s high 90s like and then just study for the test like it's not as rocket science yeah yeah so awesome yeah. you know what couldn't have uh, said it better but it's mm-hmm. it's more powerful when it comes from you yeah. you're that guys because i know some of you are listening get your marks up you want to play football that's your thing there's no football without academics. Absolutely. That's your ticket. Yeah. That's your key to success. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Luke, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for having me. All right. You take care. Thanks a lot, buddy. I'd like to thank Luke once again for taking the time and spending it with me this evening on this episode. And I always enjoy visiting with him whenever he's in town. The thing that impresses me most about Luke is his maturity and, of course, his work ethic. He's only 18. And he's one of the youngest players in his program at the University of New Hampshire. And he's been living away from home for close to two years. And that's tough for a young adult. But Luke has some goals. And they include playing major college football, getting a degree in sciences, and then hopefully having an opportunity to play professional football in the NFL or the CFL. You know, and truthfully, given his track record, his work ethic, and his maturity, I've got no doubt he'll be able to achieve his goals. All of them. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next episode. So until then, please take care, be well, and as always, peace. Peace.